Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Morning Drip Podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host and dear friend, Kyler Moore. Kyler, how you doing today? Cheers, bud. Blade, how are you, bud? I'm doing good, man. Just got back from Amarillo uh, after a week of working there. Pretty rough. If you've ever been to Amarillo, um, you might know. If you haven't been to Amarillo, the whole place smells like cow shit. Um, Yeah, really just a terrible place, just all around. Fair enough. Well, I, I mean, I got to say, man, uh, welcome everyone listening to the uh, the, the podcast. Uh, obviously, man, this has been a long time in the making, man. Absolutely. Uh, before we go any further on that, I just wanted to thank you again for letting me do laundry in your house right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what kind of happens when you, you know, decide to move across the country, uh, have one day here in a house that's not finished, and then you leave for Amarillo. Yep. And then you come back and you have no clean drawers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So are you going commando right now? Uh, no, I'm actually on my last clean pair of underwear, believe it or not. Yeah. I turned it inside out and uh, <laughs> able to get... It's like with a towel, you know, like a, I usually try to use a towel like two to three times before I wash it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I would say I go like a week. Yeah. You know, and I, I hang it up outside on the fence in the hot Texas uh, sun, and it kills the bacteria, supposedly. I mean, that's isn't that how they kill COVID? That's true. Right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Getting sunshine. Uh, well, we're drinking <laughs> some Lone Stars here. Uh, for those of you watching uh, or listening, um, you know, it's the national beer of Texas. I love how they say national, dude, but it's... Well, because Texas was its own country. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Texas is the only... Well, actually, not the only state. Hawaii was its own country as well. Um, but, yeah, no, Texas was its own country. Um, Are you sure about that? Yeah, that, that's what the whole Alamo was about and everything. And the whole... Well, wasn't it... After the Spanish-American War, Texas became part of the U.S. Yeah, but it wasn't its own country. It was just like yeah, it was Mexico, a, wasn't it? No, they declared independence. And then they were their own country for, I think, like 12 years before the U.S. officially annexed them. Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, the Civil War. And then I th- believe Texas was also one of the last Confederate holdout states. Uh, like the like General Grant had to come into Texas with the U.S. troops to be like, hey, slavery's abolished. You know, a lot of history yeah. in Texas. So there is. Yeah, and it is kind of the only state where you do get like that national pride. You know, like I'm a Texan. Like, I guess if a state had its own nationality, I guess, or like nationalism, it would be like. Texas, you know. Oh, 100%, man. Like, I, I, I never I, tell people I'm Oregonian. No, absolutely not. You know. I mean, I do tell people I'm Idahoan. Yeah. I tell people you're Korean. I mean, that's very true. North or South, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's too, TBD. TBD. Well, I mean, for our listeners out there, man, and obviously the this is a new podcast, what, what, tell the people, man, what, what, what you think. What are we going to bring to the table? What's what makes this podcast unique? I mean, give me your take, and then I'll kind of yeah. expand on it and tell tell the listeners and viewers out there. I think we just have a you know unique perspective being from the Northwest and you know fairly small towns. I mean, you're from Boise, which is kind of like a city, but it's also it's really like a big town. And then being from Oregon, you know, growing up in the country, and then around mixed between like rednecks and pot growing hippies and. All that jazz, we bring a good perspective and, uh, you know, our job too. We have a crazy job life on the road. You know, I was working in Alaska for the past year with uh, some Discovery Channel stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously you have your bigger TV venture stuff that you do too, and um, which we won't get too much into. But, you know, some stories will pop up from time to time because we really do spend, you know, 
close to half the year on the road. Yeah. It's uh some cases it, more. It's a lot, man. I, I think you're right. You're hitting the uh, nail with the hammer, yeah. as they say. Uh, we definitely bring a different perspective of life and, you know, our day to day is very unique and different compared to most people that work a nine to five or have kids, have a family, uh, you know, white picket fence yeah. where there's a pretty big age gap between the two of us. So I yeah. think there's a nice little perspective there. Uh, we love to party. We love to drink. We love to have a good time. We Damn love women. Straight. A little and, too much. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But what is a woman nowadays, you know? I mean, that's a hot topic, man. I don't know if we want to jump into that one right off the first. first I could go about my first date in Austin. Uh, Yeah, tell me more. Um, Well, you know, when I first moved to Austin, it was when COVID started in Oregon. And all of a sudden... It started in China, dude. Well, yeah. (laughs) I was living in Oregon, you know, just broke up with my ex. She ends up moving into the apartment right below me. Um, I had my own auto detail business, which was fun. Um, and then all, all of a sudden, all these forest fires happen. It's the summertime, so which is common in Oregon. But this is the first time it was really bad, like raining ash. Then a week later, the whole, you know, like George Floyd incident, which was horrible, uh, happened and sparked a lot of protests, which hit Portland and Eugene, where I was yeah. living pretty hard. And then it seemed like right after that, or right before that, then COVID happened. So in the span of one month, you know, I was living in Eugene and like, you know, I was depressed. Me and my girlfriend of a few years broke up. Uh, The forest fires happened. You can't go outside. COVID happened. Can't work. All of a sudden I had no job. I was a sole proprietor. And then all the riots came and like, you know, they burnt my dumpster and broke the window downstairs. And then uh, I was like, well, because I was living downtown. I was like, this is a sign that I need to move. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I moved to Texas and. Yeah, that, that was great. Um, what, what were we talking about? We're talking about your first date here. Yeah, so I moved to Austin, and, you know, I was uh, driving down, and, you know, I already matched with this girl on Tinder, and we were talking for, like, a week before I moved to Austin. So when I first moved to Austin, my brother was living here at the time, and he was living over on Riverside, a nice apartment kind of by the Oracle building, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, area. Yeah, so I was talking to this girl, and on her bio, you know, she was like, I want to say like Filipina or like Latina, um, but kind of like Asian eyes. And then, uh, you know, we were talking for like a week before, like I moved out, like while I'm driving, you know, I would like message her and like we'd talk and blah, blah, blah. And then we set up a date to go to this, what's that place? More, I think it's called on Riverside. Oh yeah. 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 yeah but, and then, uh, so we go there. So like I show up there early, my brother lived like across the street. So I just walk there and like, this waiter comes up to me and he's like some international dude, but kind of a bro going to UT. He's like, Oh, what's going on, bro? I was like, Oh, I got a hot date. He's like, Oh, nice, man. He's like, You from Austin? I'm like, No, I just moved here. He's like, Oh, cool. He's like, Well, what brings you here? I'm like, Oh, just a new life, you know? And he's like, Well, I hope your date goes good. I'll hook it up with a drink. And I was like, Oh, this guy's cool. Right. So he goes away. I'm looking at my phone and then uh, I hear this Jake and it's like this feminine voice. And I look up and it's a woman. Um, you know, but totally different than the picture. Like, like different ethnicity. This girl was like, I want to say like, almost like black or something. Like very dark, mm. and uh, had a lot of makeup on and like big, obvious kind of like fake boobs. Okay, like almost like clown. <laughs> and like, I was like, oh hi, and she's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. 
And I was like, yeah. And she sh- sits down. She's like, I was so nervous, you know, like, blah, blah. I'm so glad we hit it off. I was like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, I just pulled up my phone, like, right for her. I was like, you're not the girl from the photos. And she, like, pauses for a second. <laughs> and she's like, no. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, like, those are actually photos of my roommate. And it's, like, really hard for me to meet people and date in Austin because I'm trans. And, like, oh, she says this. And, like, I could kind of tell, like, as soon as I met her, like, I was like, you know, but. Uh, and I was like, oh. And then, like, the waiter's coming over and he heard it, too. It was like, brought the water. And then just, like, turned around and didn't say anything left. And I was like, oh. And she's like, you know, and, like, if that's a big issue for you, like, I understand, but we could still be good friends. And I was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't know what to do for a second, you know? I was yeah. like, uh, and like, cause I didn't want to be mean, but, uh, and I think I did the right approach. I was like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, I have no problem if like how you identify or see yourself, you know, but the fact you just completely lied about yourself and who you are is a big red flag for me, either as like, whether it's a relationship or just a friendship, you know, that's a big red flag for me. So I'm just going to go. So I got up and left and she didn't say anything. And then, uh, yeah. And then I went walked across the street back to the apartment my brother and my friend were like how'd the date go and i was like told them and they're like oh welcome to austin welcome to austin <laughs> i mean you know uh kind of a hot topic you know uh i mean yeah that's just uh, i don't i don't swing that way I'm not yeah. into trans women uh tr- trans men i'm not gay not right. bisexual right. i'm a straight 35 year old male support all their rights and everything though and Sure, you know, I have trans which friends. Which is fine. Yeah, but I mean, if you're on a dating app, man, and you're not being like clear Honest. about it, yeah, and then you're using someone else's photos, like your roommate, even if she knows, right? It's just like it's weird. That's really weird. It's like very weird, and then it's also you're just starting something off on the lie right away. Oh, a hundred, and it's like an mm-hmm. obvious one. You know, I don't know, man. That's that's uh, a really sus. interesting, <laughs> really sus. <laughs> motives and I, I mean have you ever been catfished before <sighs> i've had a couple I, uh i i mean not 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 as bad as that yeah I'll maybe where it's like oh you look like you know that photos me like last year you gained five pounds or something yeah that or like just noticing things like okay they're like when you go back and you look at their profiles like they only wear sunglasses yeah right or like they never smile with their teeth right like stuff like that or yeah. like you know certain things are like cut out that you didn't notice but then you meet them and you're like whoa that physically i mean look man i think it's the reality of dating it's the reality of men we have to have physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Women, can I think, with everyone though, well, there's physical attraction. But women can find it over time. Yeah, they can if they feel an emotional connection first. They can allow it to potentially grow on right. them. Uh, whereas men need it like immediately, right. because I think it's an instinctual thing where, you know, we're trying to find the the hottest mate yeah. to spread our seed. I think from their perspective too, it's also like. Because if you're using filters, it's like same with makeup. Like, I usually God. don't date girls who wear too much makeup. I like makeup sometimes. I, I do prefer the natural look. I know every guy says that. But it's because you're attracted to kind of a natural beauty. Right. And if you're going to be using a filter, and then I see that you're on your filter, it's like, all right, you know that you have a physical flaw, but you're also, like, not going to just live your truth. Like, yeah. it, it's almost, it, it's sad. You know, it's like. Embrace it. It's like, you know, you know you're a little plump or you know you have a fucked up nose but you're gonna use a filter to like 
and it just looks fake. It's like I'm still well, going to see you in I'm person gonna see, eventually. I'm going to see you in person, right? And then it's like, okay, well, you're either really like self conscious about it, right? Uh, and, and just embrace. And I I do get it though, because yeah. at first glance, man, you could write them off because like their nose is right. bigger than you know uh, in real life, right? Whereas like, okay, you make that connection. She's actually really attractive. Sure, there's some photoshopping, right? But I think that's that's a weird thing, man. That's what, dating apps. Same with like stuffing your bra or like stuffing pants. It's like, I don't Wait, know who's stuffing their pants, dude. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't know I was in the hot seat uh, here. <laughs> saving that blade. Let's let's reel it in, bud. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? On like uh, you know all the different dating apps. Um, What's your take on you know? Obviously, we just talked about Tinder. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's like it's been talked about a million times, but uh, you know, like, because I, I like a good every relationship I've actually had like has been someone I met in person, yeah. And I do like a good how you met story, um, but I'm still on the dating apps, and you know, I've had a lot of one night stands, but the past two years being on the road and just always being away, it does make you kind of crave like a stable relationship, a stable kind of life, so. You know, now I'm kind of open to anything where I'm just like, before I was like, I was on dating apps just to be like, yeah, you know, right. Not like a grease ball, but just, you know, nothing serious, just kind of figuring it out. That's fair. And now it's like, I just want to try to actually find something I can have a real connection. And, uh, you know, I'm still trying to meet people in person and go do outdoor activities and like, you know, city league, like softball or something or like ultimate Frisbee. But the dating apps are still easy because it's like, you know, you do travel a lot and Austin's a big city. It's like, it is a very big city. So if I could find a girl like on, I, I use hinge mostly. So like, yeah. you know, I could put my neighborhood in and then I could find girls within a 10 mile radius or like right. to, where it's like, okay, you know, it's like, I don't have to drive all the way to like South Austin where I'm in Cedar park now where it's like, you know, an hour drive. Yeah. And like, obviously that's not a deal breaker, but Dude, what do you think the stigma is here? Because obviously, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, myself and Blade went to uh, South America back in the day, a few years ago. Peru, Chile. And uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into this conversation today. I think we can save this one for a different day. But it does kind of correlate with this question that I have for you. And that's, what is uh, why is there such a stigma against casual flings hookups whatever you want to call it here in the u.s compared to you know we went to south america we met a, a i mean from pedro dude yeah pedro was shout out pedro. Yeah, <laughs> pedro uh he was fantastic just really good hospitality and then just overall like the women were just more engaged with like they knew we were only there for a few days yeah and they, they were, didn't they didn't like hassle us for money or want no, anything they just wanted nothing. to like show us around have a good time and like exactly it was great i mean shit we had to fight them off almost i mean <laughs> and and it's crazy to me that like here in the states like it's like frowned upon like that you know you just said like you know looking for something casual you kind of like you know, yeah like old dip, terminology you, you just kind of like dip your head a little bit right. but like it's okay. Right. I don't know what the problem. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of probably women out there that are not looking for anything serious, but they're frowned upon as well, man. As as this like, well, women more especially because right. it's like you know, it's like no one really calls a dude a whore like right. that much, you know. And it's like, and I don't know if that's just like, I mean, the times are changing now. It's certainly getting better, but it's, there still is stigmas like that. But it's also like, I don't know. I mean, because I'm a, I guess I'm a, I'm a hypocrite in a way because it's like. I wouldn't want to 
go out with a girl who I saw was always posting like promiscuous stuff or over promiscuous with different guys all the time. But it's like, well, I do the same thing. So who am I to judge? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think social media has a way of, of, I think uh, there still should be a form of like how you present yourself and like a for sure. way of professionalism or something, but even out of your job life. Well, and I, I think there's a difference because the society ways of, you know, Peru and Chile, they're not super engaged in social media. Yeah. Um, they're not utilizing it as a way to like sell stuff and market as much as much. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I don't know, man, I, since and those cultures days are just different too. Well, a hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. I, I wish the culture here in the U S was different right. in terms of creating these stigmas against it, it being wrong for someone to not want a relationship at this point. Or for us, like when we're traveling and we meet people and it's like, well, what's your intention? Right. You're just trying to sleep with me. Right. Well, no, I mean, yes. Yeah. But also like, show me your town. Yeah. I think it depends also on like even where you live too. I mean, like Oregon, I'd say is pretty open with stuff like that because it's a more liberal kind of like the cities there are more like if you go out to like East Oregon or like the smaller towns, it's definitely more not a conservative liberal thing, but it is just like, you know. There is a big difference between like the urban and rural environment. Yeah. You're going to see more of like that left right kind of thing. And, sure. you know, with the right side, there's tends to be more like, you know, like uh, Christianity, like old infused fashion. in their old fashioned family values, which nothing wrong with. Like, you know, I, I like how I've always see, tried to see my life is like, all right, you know, like when once I turned 18, I'm like, it's party time, it's go time. And then, you know, once I'm in like my 30s, I'll settle down and like get it all out of my system and then be that traditional value lifestyle. Like I grew up Catholic and, uh, you know, but I had parents who were like, they, they'd be cool if like, if they caught me smoking weed, you know, it's like, I'd probably be grounded. But if I had like all A's, it's like, they wouldn't care as long as I did good grades. Right. Like my dad would be proud if he found out I like went to a party and made out with some hot girl, you know? But that never happened to me because I dropped, I got kicked out of three high schools and then dropped out. So by sophomore year, but, uh, but my older brother, for example, who went to college and did the frat life, you know, pride of the family. And he did more fucked up shit than me growing up. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time, man, that we live in with, uh, dating apps and, uh, you know, connections and being able to meet people. Yeah. I went off topic, but um, I know. Yeah, that's why I'm reeling you back in. See, yeah. that's why we're a good team. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, thank it's you. Good time, dude. <laughs> now the dating apps is just weird. Um, you know, it's just like uh, I don't know. I I delete. I create a new hinge and a new Tinder every week because I I'll be on every it every week. Every week I'll be on it. I match with a girl. She doesn't respond to me for like three days, and then I'm like, then I just get sad. I get like a. I get such a hard time getting replies. I think it's just because I'm bad at messaging. And I'm not bad with women. Like, no. I do good when we go out, you know. 100%. It's like, uh, I always, you know, talk. I'm, I always shoot my shot, you know. Yep. But, uh, I don't know, it's just hard on dating apps. I don't have the patience to have the same conversation over and over. So when I'm on there, I just ask a girl out. I'll just be like, Dude, it's, hey, it's, you're lovely. Yeah. Can I take you out sometime? We get to know each other that way. And then usually they're down or they'll be like, I want to get to know you first. Yeah, and it's like, why, why, why? I'm like, well, that's what the point of a date is. Yes, you know exactly. And then it's like, and I understand that. Like, I'm never like pressuring anyone, but it's still just no. like, well, I want to have the same conversation like a million times because I've been on Tinder and Hinge since I turned 18. 
you know, like Good gender Lord. at least. And it's like, I'm 26 now. And it's like, well, shit, I've been doing this a decade. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it's still, let me look at me. I'm still in the same position pretty much after some other relationships. But it's like, um, yeah, I'd rather just change it up. But that's why I like to meet people in person. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so when I get on Hinge or Tinder, it's like, you know, I just shoot my shot. I just go, hey, you know, like, if you're comfortable with it, like, here's my Instagram. So you could check me out. And then also, if you're free this week, I'd love to take you out or go, you know, bike ride or grab lunch or a coffee. I think getting like a coffee or like a drink, even though it's like a basic thing to ask someone to, I think it's such a good thing because it's like, all right, you don't have to get food. Right. You know, you no. can meet there. You can leave if you don't hit it off. If you hit it off, you stay, have another coffee, yeah. or you go get lunch, or you go do something, you know? Like, yeah. um, stuff like that. The, the main issue I have with apps, though, is just, like, getting a girl to message me back, so then I get depressed, and then I delete it, and then I re-download it a week later, create a new profile again, and it's like... A rematch with the same girl. Rematch with the same girls, and, like... I've <sighs> had that, too. I've rematched with the same girls, or, like... You know, I, I'll, like... If I don't delete it, it's like, I'll have girls, like, I'll be like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And then literally, like, three months later, I forget about it. And, like, I see this message. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm free this weekend if you want to go out. And I'm like, oh, I messaged you in January. Right. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, and I've seen other girls, like, dating apps, like, their profiles, you know, like, they've shown me. And it's like, you know, I feel like a stud with, like, a, you know, like, 20 mm -hmm. matches and yeah. then, like, this girl has, like, 10,000. 10,000. Of just, and I'm like, wow, you really get your pick of the litter. Like, you know, you get. Well, and I think that's why it's hard for them to respond back. Yeah. Is you've got to filter through so many messages. And I, I think that's the problem, man, is mentally it's just not. It creates, it, like, ADD. And then, yeah, and it, it creates this illusion that you can, there's always someone potentially better. Right. Right. And if you just meet someone in person and hit it off through a natural connection. But let's be honest. I think that's good. Uh, I think meeting women at the bars is probably a bad place. Yeah. So, I mean, I know because you've told me. How's how's your, your Riz, dude, at the uh, the local Barnes & Noble? So, for those of you who don't know, I have a gold uh, Barnes & Noble membership card. Uh, not to brag, I get 10% no off. No big deal. Um, you know, for the amount of, like, conversations i initiate i've only gotten a date once out of barnes and noble from a girl who worked there and then i also got like a number from another girl where we messaged for like a few days and then just like kind of phased out yeah um i mean i still read i've been reading lately i'm reading keith richard's memoir right now but uh it's great i still like going there you know it's like just to be a piece of shit i'm just like grab some poetry book i'm like <laughs> standing mm. over there i'm like hmm mm. like Oh, Lord Byron, great read, you know, like, or I'll ask a girl like, oh, what are you reading? And I'll talk to them about that. Like, um, you know, just fun stuff like that. So it's, it's a good way to start a conversation at least. Like, 100%. cause I don't do it in a creepy way. Like if you went to a grocery store, be like, oh, I love apples too. While gr girls grab it an apple. It'd be more like, you know, I see this girl. It's like, she's like, has to kill a mockingbird or some shit. And I'm like, Oh hey, I read that in sixth grade. I should reread that. What what makes you interested in that? And mm. she's like, oh, you know, I'm just picking it up just because, like, you know, I remember reading it in sixth grade because of the times now and race. It's like blah blah blah. And like, I don't remember the book. I'm like, oh wow, that's really interesting, you know. And then like, I could go off from there and create a conversation from that. Um, also, like, you know, meeting girls is just like 
you've been doing it. You've been doing like the ultimate Frisbee yeah. kind of pickup games. And sure. that's where I think is a good way to meet uh, like I a mean, girl who's productive. You're going out there meeting other, like just dudes who are chill too. Like you met Nate that way, just like yeah. playing ultimate Frisbee and like kickball leagues yeah. and just like, especially when you're kind of new to a city still, you know, oh, like we're not from here. A hundred percent, man. I mean, I think that's, that's like the greatest way to meet people. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a weird time, man. Like I said, for me, you know, being a little bit older, I'm used to having no apps. I mean, yeah. when I was 18, there wasn't Tinder. There wasn't, you had to grow a pair of balls yeah. and approach women at the bar. And like get the rejected. Hello Moto phone or something. Uh, yeah, a flip phone, flip phone yeah. or uh, the old sidekick. Uh, lots of weird stuff in those the days. Razor. Yeah, the Razor. Uh, but yeah, man, times were different. And now you try to go approach a woman like at the bar or really anywhere, and they're just so freaked out, man. Yeah. It's a weird time. And, uh, you know, like I said, the apps are kind of a weird, weird place uh, because there's always more people. You know, uh, that you can always look at. I don't know what you're doing over here. Yeah. Jamie, can you give me another beer? Uh, oh, wait, this isn't Joe. Uh, I don't know who Jamie is, but yeah, <laughs> dude, there's there's another beer for you. Um, all right, so that's a little bit on the dating front. Obviously, we're going to talk about dating on the, on this cast. I don't think it's like the primary focus, but I do right. think there's some really good content there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we touched on our, our jobs. We do travel a bit. Yeah. A lot, actually. Yeah. Especially you being back here in Austin, dude. I know. But what are you gonna do, dude? I'm gonna fucking call you out right now and ask. Well, what what is? And for those of you that are listening, just a little quick backstory here. I have given Blade here the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm gonna let the laundry machine. That's your laundry. Finish. Uh, the opportunity of a lifetime to work in TV. Okay, he has tech assisted in E2 engineer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, then he kind of moved into ACing and camera mm. operating, mm. Uh, drone op, whatever you want to call this mm. business. And I gave Mr. Mr. Blade here an ultimatum of figure out what you want to do in this industry and get back to me because I've given you your shot. It's our boy, Cody. We'll, we'll call him back. Uh, so tell me where you're at with that, man. Yeah, totally. Um <laughs> All right, so first let me start it off. So, uh, okay, you know when I moved to Austin, I met uh, Kyler here, and then uh, you know I I was doing construction and I hurt my back, and then uh, you know I was like, ah, oh, crud, you know, like that's not what happened, but continue. And then, anyways, I was like <laughs> going back there. I went back there, and I was just kind of sick of it. I just hated being on all those sites and construction. Yeah, yeah. just backbreaking labor for shit pay and. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you gave me the chance to go work on a cool Netflix ghost show with you. And then I was like, wow. And then, like, got my check. And I was like, wow, that's the most money I've ever made for a month that's of a work. Lot. And then I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, I don't need a degree for this. I'm a high school dropout. So you're like, no. And then I was like, oh. And then, uh, you know, and then I, what was it? I took that PA gig for that uh, street racing show yeah, down on the yeah, border. Street Outlaws. And then I was doing that for about a month. And then uh, down there, and then I got a call from a guy through you to go up to Alaska and tech assist. And then yep. I started, once I went up there, I mean, the guy was asking me questions. This is like a discovery gold mining show. Um, and the guy's like asking me, he's like, oh, you know how to use an FX9 camera, right? And I was like, yeah. And I look it up on my phone. I was like, 
And I had no clue I'll say it. I was just like, that's like a seven, right? And he's like, oh yeah, it's just similar. He's like, just those GoPros. I didn't even know how to turn on a GoPro when I got up there. Wow. Uh, but then, you know, I ended up, you know, taking charge and learning about all the cameras and learning about that and how signal flow is and, uh, which is really cool. And then, uh, it act- I'll get into how it helped me with this Amarillo job. We got some more jobs with this hospital because of the signal flow and they want us to set up monitors and shit. But uh, anyway, so I was up in Alaska for about eight months. Uh, like way up north, like in Nome and on boats and on the frozen ocean. And then after that, I've started just getting a bunch of jobs randomly through other TV shows, like, you know, three weeks down San Fran on some Bobby Flay shows, some crime shows in Montana, Nebraska, Iowa, all over the country. I've just been traveling all over, uh, working shows. And then, uh, still trying to figure out what it was I was trying to get into. So then I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to be working in film anyways, I should learn about cameras. Like yeah. it was probably like my eighth TV show and I still didn't know what like ISO and shutter speed was. So I bought a camera, you know, one of the cameras we're using today, uh, nothing special, just a Canon EOS R. And then my buddy Aiden, he's like, you know, really into like the old school film, but he shoots with like, you know, like a little red camera for like music videos, like local yeah. musicians. And, <clears throat> So, like, he doesn't have the equipment or, like, he's not in the industry, but he does know about the stuff. And he showed me about all that and how, like, you know, film is technically your ISO. And then, like, I started learning about that and my shots and, like, the you know, the grid pattern. And I really do like, like, I, I do appreciate there is an art to the photography. Like, there, I used to think it was just, like, some pretentious, like, kind of douchebag kind of thing, you know. Right. Um, but there really is an art to it and, like, how shots are and, like, you know, shots are created. And um, so I really did like to develop a passion for that i think that's something cool that'll be as a hobby for me like i'd still love to do some shooting or um now though i think like this podcast is a good chance to see how we are with like you know making our own content though so so it's kind of hard for me to say like oh yeah like i was debating like oh do i want to be a shooter because i i got to shoot on this show and like hold the camera and then i got to kind of produce too because you're at like on a lot of reality shows the camera ops are the producers right so it's not like, you know, some big budget stuff like, you know, you're used to. It's like, you know, it's like you have to make the story of like some blue collar guy and like, right. um, which I really liked. And then now I'm like, well, I mean, why can't I do this myself? You know, it's like, yeah. and I was like, so this podcast seems like a good start. You know, I think that would help me not just with like communicating, but also like, you know, I'll have to set up stuff. I'll have to learn more through that. And then also it's actually working for myself instead of like, you know, I worked on some discovery well, not discover. It's not, and it's not Discovery Channel. It's the production companies it's right. themselves. And there's some good production companies I worked for who went above and beyond for me, who did great. But there's also some production companies where it's like they were paying me minimum wage to live in the middle of nowhere and you know just live in like shit conditions, not even a hotel. Yeah. And uh, you know, and uh, those are some Midwest ones. Like the ones in Alaska, I loved. That was one of the best times ever. Um, but, you know, it's like a lot of people will just nickel and dime you. And it's kind of messed up because, like, you'll see, like, the, you know, the EP of the sh- of that show. He'll roll up to set every day in, like, an I-8. And then, like, you know, it's like they'll be like, oh, yeah, you work 12 hours, but we're not going to give you that meal penalty for the right. extra, like, $6. Right. You know? And it's like... Um, and then, you know, times have been tough right now for the whole strike. Yeah. And uh, so, you know... That's why I've been going out with my camera and just taking, I I literally printed out 200 business cards. I was down to like 400 bucks in Oregon and I was in Eugene. I did a couple like little small gigs for some local people there. Um, The new local news stations, 
you know they only pay like minimum wage also oh, and they right. want more like interns so then uh I just I printed out I made t- business cards I printed out 200 business cards I drove up to Portland which is the closest actual city yeah and the whole day I handed out all 200 business cards the next day I got four places to take photos for two dispensaries two bars and then so the past couple months I was just floating by just like taking photos for a couple dispensaries yeah. and bars and doing their Instagram for a hundred bucks <laughs> and then uh you know and then like uh yeah, and then I was like, well, this sucks. And then I ended up working for my ex-girlfriend again, who, which was very demeaning. She's a great person. But, uh, you know, I was just unhappy. And then staying at my buddy's in Oregon, I was like, well, I remember this is why I left Oregon in the first place, was right. I could get out of my hometown. I could be broke anywhere. So then now I'm kind of just starting over again. And I'm hoping that I could get some actual good photo gigs here in Austin now that I have a little bit more know-how. Um, I got my sales pitch kind of down, you know, I figured if I handed out, you know, 200 business cards in Portland, the next day I got four gigs. I mean, Austin's an actual city where people like appreciate capitalism and have money. Like there's like, they're still protesting in Portland. You can't go anywhere without stepping in shit. It's like, it really is a land, a new land of opportunity like this. I I see Austin as like California in the thirties, you know, like grapes of wrath, you know, everyone's going west. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. So TBD. So yeah, the point is like, try to do something for ourselves, see where this podcast takes, takes us. And Hey man, I mean, I'm, I'm just having fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's something, like I said, we've talked about for a long time. I think, um, we can create some really good content. We have really good perspective and, um, obviously this is going to be as real, uh, you know, obviously there's, there's huge podcasters, comedians, uh, whatever everywhere but everywhere. how in touch are you once you like get there though yeah you know? i mean yeah. I, I feel like you have to filter yourself you're obviously dealing with sponsorships and thousands right. of dollars or whatever ad revenue right uh we're not at that level right nor do i care right uh i just want to speak for the people dude. right and you know no, i'm not, not shitting on all those because i listen to no, a lot of, of good not. podcasts that are mainstream like I, I listen to rogan stuff and like all that stuff and they have good guests on but also it's like once you do get to that, it's like level, not with him, but just with other podcasters, it's like, oh, do I want to be another podcast that's sponsored by like Blue Chew and then like, yeah. you know, just or some bullshit product I'm not actually a fan of. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's and the I, thing. That's the goal is to get there. But right now I see it as true honesty, you so, know, because we bullets. have a... I like Silver Bowl. We're not I'm riding dr- on I'm drink- I'm drinking. I mean, I, I, we drank the actual beer. Yeah, the tall boys. Okay. We're not faking it here. It's a real podcast. We actually care. But yeah, man, I think, you know, honestly, I think this is a, this is a good starting point. I mean, I, I am going to disclaim. We actually did record this <laughs> episode one yes. before last week. Yes. It was an epic fail. Maybe we'll release some of those clips at some point, but I uh, got to thank everyone, man, for, for hopefully getting through this first one. Yeah. It's always the hardest, man, is you just got to start just those intros. Well, that, and you just got to start. And that's what I've always said. And I'm glad that we're here and we're starting it and we're getting it done. Uh, You know, feel free to reach out uh, with any content that you would love to hear us talk about. Um, We are having Jordan Peterson on next week. Yeah. And uh, David Doggins, right? And David Doggins. David Doggins will be here. Uh, Should be a great motivational time. Uh, maybe we'll go for a run. Who knows? But uh, with that, make sure you subscribe, like, share uh, on all the major podcast platforms. Again, my name is Kyler Moore. 
Blade Phillips. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Catch you on the next one. Thanks Peace. for joining.